Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, today I am going to share with you on a topic we all seem to deal with after our child dies, which is the guilt of how or why we didn't do more or do something differently that would have prevented the death of our child. And the reason I chose this topic is that in our private Facebook page, someone posted a question along this line, and there were so many responses that I decided to talk about it here on the podcast. One of the responses was from someone who has become a precious friend in this grief world. Sarah Nelson lost her only child from this earth, her daughter, Jeanette. And Sarah, when was that? It was in 2014. Okay. And Sarah spends a chunk of her time helping others who have lost a child and other people who are grieving deep losses. And she's also written a book called Footprints of Hope. And I know she's in the process of writing another book at least. So Sarah, thank you for joining me today for this. I got a hold of you yesterday and I asked if you would do this with me. So thank you for accepting this last minute notice and invitation. Uh I figured you would come on with me because I know that this is something that you have struggled with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I am going to start by reading the post I referred to. And what was written, she says, I am really struggling today and would like to ask other perievers. Now, if you don't know, a perever is a parent who's been bereaved of their child. So I would like to ask other perievers, how do you handle the guilty parent feelings that you should have noticed the signs of an illness sooner? My son, Luke, died from an acute myeloid, I don't know if I'm saying that right, a leukemia at 14. He was diagnosed at 13, and looking back, there were signs I feel I should have noticed. I just didn't expect AML. I thought it was just puberty. I try to tell myself that all of Luke's days were written in God's books uh, in Psalm 139, so nothing I could have done would have changed anything, but I'm having a hard time. Now, that was the post. And what I would like to do with Sarah here is I'm going to read the responses. And then Sarah and I are just going to talk about each of them as I read them. So the first response was, don't listen to the enemy. Look up to God. When my son died, I felt guilty that I had not prayed for him enough. And that haunted me for quite a while until I understood that it was coming from the enemy. Sarah, we've faced that, haven't we? Yes. And this one resonated with me. It's why I commented on it, because it just struck a chord that I was familiar with in my heart. And I just wanted to reassure her in some way. Um, I know that we all kind of have to walk out of this and ourselves in how to deal with it. But uh, I wanted to give her some kind of a foothold. Yeah. So how long do you think it took you, Sarah? I mean, because we know in our head, it's the enemy. Mm -hmm. trying to feed lies into us to make this even darker and worse and harder than it is to heap guilt on us that we really don't deserve, but we take it on. How long do you think it took you to really fight this off and not take the attacks of the enemy in this direction? Hmm. I'm not sure if I can answer that well, because it has been a number of years. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I could put a timeline on it. Um, But one thing that was helpful to me was Jeanette 
herself had given me this clue um, by some words that she had spoken to me. We were both teachers. She was an adult, by the way. And, and we were both teachers. And when I struggled with, in my classroom, with, uh, I wish I would have done things better. I wish I would have handled a situation better. Jeanette said to me, you're not responsible for information you didn't have at the time. Mm-hmm. And those words after she was gone, those words of hers came back and helped me mm. and um, encouraged me. And so I had that uh, to, it, it was kind of a thread to grasp onto. So looking back at the regrets, yes, I had regrets, that same kind of thing. I wish I would have noticed things. I wish I would have done things differently. I had those regrets, but her words, I think it was the Holy Spirit brought that back to me mm-hmm. that I'm not responsible for what I didn't know at the time. And and it took me a while because the emotions were so strong. It took yeah. me a while for that to really settle in my spirit. I'm not sure that I can really put a mm-hmm. time on it, how long it took. <laughs> well, and part of that is because it's such a process. It's not like an, okay, I just let exactly. that go. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that issue. <laughs> it's a process. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one of the things that this comment said was don't listen to the enemy, look up to God. For some of us, it's easier for us to look up to God than others, because some of mm-hmm. us blame God for not stepping uh, in and stopping it. Yes. So when you have someone who's struggling in that area, Sarah, what do you share with them? You know, I'm so mad at God. Why would he let this? Why did he do this to me? Well, we, we have to understand that God didn't do this to us. Right. And that's number one. And we have to understand along with that, that God loves us and God is good. Mm-hmm. And even though when you look around at things that happen, we can easily ask questions of why God, why this, why that? Why didn't you have me yeah. say no that night to let her go out the door when she got in the accident? Why didn't you, you yeah. know, at least give me some sort of a clue or move me in a different direction or my child? Yeah. All yeah. those whys. And we have to understand that these are things that life happens. Mm-hmm. And I know that that doesn't feel like a sufficient answer but life happens and Mm -hmm. God is not the one always pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. There is an enemy out there, uh, Satan. It's a fallen world. Um, There's our own self-will involved, our children's self-will. There are many factors that Mm -hmm. are involved with it, not just one. Mm -hmm. And I can't reemphasize that God didn't do this to us. Yeah, that's good. That's right. And and you have talked in previous podcasts, you have talked many times addressing that yourself Mm -hmm. and how, um, how we can trust God with the whys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go on to the next comment. And it's something that you've already started talking about. And she wrote, I have heard it said, you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. And I have had to accept that because I know there were things I missed and I could have done differently. I think over time, I think over time and healing, you will take yourself off the hook. I have. Keep moving forward. You will work through it. 
Also ask the Lord to help remove the guilt. My prayer of all last year was for deeper healing. So ask over and over again. He doesn't get tired of our requests. He hears us and knows our pain. Now, there was a lot in there. <laughs> There's a lot of good yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. So was there anything in there that just kind of struck you that it's like, oh, yeah, that's so true. There is a lot in there in what she said. Can you read some of that again? I will. And then so yep, can... I'll just kind of pause and you can jump in. That's actually what I want this podcast to do is I want our listeners to hear this because sometimes we have to hear it over and over again before it really starts to sink in that you did what mm -hmm. you could. Yes. You did what you could with the information yes. you had at the time. And we know that in our yeah. head, but it's really got to sink through into our hearts so that we truly believe it yes. and don't stop all the whys and, and just tearing ourselves apart with this. So she did say, I have had to accept that because I know there were things I missed and could have done differently. Now that's mm -hmm. one that will really get us, isn't it? If we look back yes. and we, we say, oh my goodness, how come I didn't see that? How come I didn't catch that? Yes. And in my daughter's story, um, she had started to have some health issues and um, she wasn't the kind, there were numerous reasons why she wasn't following up with the doctor like she should have. At the time, I, I mean, life was just very hectic at the time. We were all going through a lot uh, in that year, the, the year before she passed away. Mm -hmm. There were her health issues and numerous other things happening. My husband and I uh, were financially strapped right then, and we felt like we couldn't do as much as we wanted to do to help mm -hmm. with her medical bills. She was underinsured. Um, she didn't really have the insurance to cover more than just basic hospital visits. Mm -hmm. And uh, so finances were a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And also, we knew she was having health issues. And we knew they were serious, but none of us thought it was life-threatening. Mm. That wasn't even a thought in our minds that mm. she could die from this. You know, in that sense, looking back on it, you know, we're all thinking, why didn't we see that how serious this was? Yeah. And why didn't we take more action? And, mm. uh, and I said in my comment on that site, is she was an adult. And, and yeah. you don't just go making doctor's appointments for your adult child. <laughs> right. You, you can't, if we wish we could. Yes. Like, yeah. If uh -huh. they're not doing what you feel like they should be doing, all you could really do is kind of suggest and <laughs> prod. But, yeah. And, and as I said, we didn't know how serious it was. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I like what she said to ask the Lord to help remove the guilt. And she says, my prayer yes. all of last year was for deeper healing. So ask yes. over and over. Again. And that's, yeah. And it really is a healing that we need. And um, with my daughter, her death was sudden and there's trauma, uh, emotional trauma involved yes. in her death for all of us. I'm mm -hmm. sure that's true. Mm -hmm. But because her death was so sudden and so unexpected, it was such a shock. Um, and again, shock is part of it for all of us. Anyway, that need for healing, it takes time because that is so deep. And it was in 2014. It's eight years later, and I'm still dealing with things. I'm still working through my own needs for healing. So, 
yeah, it's a process. Uh, I've come a long way, so I'm not where I used to be. <laughs> but I, you know, there's still places in my heart that need healing. And yeah. God is the one who does them. God is the one we all must rely on for that. He's yeah. the only one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we talk about, you know, having miracles of physical healing. But I think mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point in my life where I think it's even a greater miracle for a healing in our soul and in our hearts, yes. um, whether it's the death I of agree. our child. And when I say healing, I'm not talking about like it never happened and everything's fine. I'm talking about healing where we can function again and even get yes. to the point of having a life where we're thriving again. And I yes. know in the beginning, you don't think that's possible, do you? No. Oh, uh-uh. oh my goodness. It's tough. And, and that's why I like... Uh, when we talk about hope, because hope is one of those things that that you need to grasp onto in your darkest moments mm-hmm. and when it's hurting so bad to know that there is still a future. There mm-hmm. is still a future for you and a life for you. And even if you don't see it, holding on to that. Yeah. And those of us who have been in that place we can see it for you. I mean, even if you can't see it for yourself. And yes. and I think I was a part of that for you. And I know Lynn Breeden, who's become a precious friend, was that mm-hmm. for me. And so that it's really important mm-hmm. to yes. get together, whether it's online or in a group or, you know, well, however, get with other parents, other perivers who can continually remind you that hope is coming. If you don't have it, it's coming. It will come if you yes. keep going. We really do need to be so different than other types of loss. Not that other types aren't severe losses too, but child loss is in its own category as yeah. you've talked about it. And as we connect with other parents who've lost a child, um, and, and that's what we're doing here is showing that um, you can get through this. Yes. You can survive this. And mm-hmm. there is hope. And we're holding on to that. We're holding that out for you um, in your grief. Right. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of what you, you wrote in this comment specifically. And you said, I've said so many times since then, I didn't know she was going to die. If I had known that, I would have taken out a second mortgage on the house <laughs> if necessary to pay her medical bills. And I would have dragged her kicking and screaming to the doctor's office if that's what it took. <laughs> I mean, we would, we would do that for our kids. We would do anything for our kids. We always sacrifice Uh ourselves for our kids. And so, like you said, the point is I didn't know and neither did she. Right. And yeah. And you said, even Mm -hmm. if I'd stepped in and made her go to the doctor, there's still no guarantee it would have changed the outcome. And that's true. I mean, because we we can't say what the outcome would have been um, because we don't know what it was uh, in my daughter's case there were a lot of unanswered questions about what exactly was happening uh, with her physically. And we still don't know. And so there's no way for us to know what the outcome might've been. So what's that like for you, Sarah, autopsy, whatever, and you still don't really know. You never knew what really was the cause of that. How hard was it to work through that? Was that something that really bothered you and you've just had to come to terms with Um, it? Yeah, I just had to come to terms with it. And even now, um, actually, we were, my husband and I happened to be at a county office um, a couple weeks back. 
and I ask about, is it too late to get autopsy report, uh, autopsy report? And the woman gave me a phone number that I, I could call and get the autopsy. So it's still an option. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, it's been so long now, maybe I can handle it better than mm. I could have at the time, but I still haven't called. Mm. <laughs> there, okay. there are sometimes, there are sometimes when, when I want to have answers mm -hmm. and there are sometimes when I think maybe I don't want to know right. everything. And knowing the answer, will that so, really help yeah. or hurt? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Once you've seen it, you can't, you can't unsee it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I mean, so I still lost our go back and forth on that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I exactly. And there's so much that goes into child loss that you just you don't think about until you're there. I mean, just things mm -hmm. like that. You know, some parents are like, "Oh, I want to know, and I'm going to fight until I do." And and like you said, mm -hmm. once I found out, though, I I can't. You know, now all of a sudden, I'm dealing with a whole new issue of whether it yeah. was okay, not yeah. okay. Now, what should I have done if I'd have known that? And we're back to mm -hmm. that same thing. If I had known exactly, and I have said this too. Far as an autopsy report, it's different than going to the doctor and getting a lab report yes. and seeing what your, you know, what your the results of lab tests are. And then you could do something about it, but this is something that's, well, there it is, but you can't do anything at mm -hmm. this point. Right. Except <laughs> so that's fight the guilt and beating yourself up because you didn't know, because <laughs> you didn't do something right. about something you didn't know. And it, right. It's like it continually yeah. circles and back I'd to like that. To, I'd like to back up too with that. You know, I would have done whatever it took if I had known, but the reality is back to that reality. You don't drag your adult child to the doctor <laughs> kicking and screaming. <laughs> That's just not the way it works. <laughs> and and as far as finances, you know, what's practical there, mm -hmm. uh, what's doable in that. So even in those things where I say, this is what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Well, in the moment, how realistic is that? That's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, this original post that, is interesting when she said, let me back up to it here. I try to tell myself that all of Luke's days were written in God's book, which comes from Psalm 139. So nothing I could have mm -hmm. done would have changed yeah. anything, but I'm having a hard time. And that's another interesting thing to think about. God knows the numbers of our days. It's not like, yes. okay, your time is up. I'm going to do something to end your life. <laughs> That's not how it works. He knows what is going to end our life. He knows the number of our days. And even if we were able to do something, who's to say that there wouldn't have been a car accident on that same day to end their life? Or, I mean, it's, you know, their days are recorded. Our, all of our days are numbered. And I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that it can just really, you can just... <laughs> get yourself going in your own head can't you with those kinds of thoughts yes you can and um and then just struggling with the why did God allow this to happen questions mm -hmm. and I'm not going to go into that because you have dealt with that so many times in your podcast and in your writing so I don't want to mm -hmm. get too involved in that because that's a whole another issue but that's part of the equation yeah is God knew why didn't he stop it? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't have an answer for that, right. but 
there is that what you just said that is God knew the number of our days. God knew all of the circumstances leading up to it. We have to trust him with that. We have to trust him mm-hmm. that it's okay. One thing that I remind parents is that I know our loss is huge and our dreams for the future have died with our child. Mm-hmm. And for you, you lost your only child. You have no grandchildren. It's now just you and Dennis. And that's a whole nother layer of, of grief to work through. And it's easy for us to really, it's like, really, God, my child deserves to be here. I should be the one gone. My child didn't get to do this, and my child didn't get to do that. And and the, the thing is, but our children now, what are they getting to do that I don't get to do? I, I mean, yes. to say I should have gone first, in a way, is saying I should be enjoying heaven before my child does. My child Mm -hmm. should be here experiencing life here, and I should be experiencing life there. And there is an anger and a frustration and a grief that we have to work through of the future we're going to miss with our child and what our child didn't get to be a part of here on this earth. But there are a lot of negative, nasty things they're also not getting to be a part of. And it really is, a lot of it is our perspective, isn't it? Yes. And I thought that a lot over the past two years you know what we've had to deal with mm-hmm, in yeah, life yes <laughs> in the past couple of years mm-hmm. and I have wondered where would she be what would she be going through um and I actually and, and I know this is going to sound really strange to some people but I'm actually glad she's in heaven mm-hmm. where she's safe mm-hmm. she's secure she's happy and she's not going through all this stuff that we've been going right. through. For me, I know that I don't have to worry about her. Do you yes. know how much, how worried I would be <laughs> about her right now mm-hmm. if she was going through all this stuff? Yeah, you and Becca, <laughs> I mean, and Jeanette and Becca, gone. because they were they would both be high risk with their health issues. Yeah, would just be yes. torture for us every single day. That is another way to look at it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Let me read another one here, and we're getting to the end of it. This mom says, my beautiful 33-year-old daughter had aggressive melanoma. She stopped getting follow-up in 2017, and I didn't know. She was very private, hated talking about it. Symptoms started at the start of COVID. Took a long time to diagnose, and by that time, it was in multiple places. But immunotherapy was supposed to fix it all. It did for six weeks, then it stopped working. She was back home. She ignored the symptoms that had returned and didn't call me till three weeks after they had started, and it was too late by then. I try not to blame myself. She was an adult. You can't help what you don't know. There it is again. And she says, but I'm a nurse. I thought I saved her, and I didn't. I tell myself I couldn't have done any more. But as a mother, you question yourself. It will always be in the back of my mind where I try to shove it. <laughs> Forever heartbroken. We should not blame ourselves. We did our best. And yes. it's so hard because as moms, we feel like it's almost like our number one job here on earth is to protect our children. And it feels like I failed yeah. and we didn't. And we have to bring, yes, we have to bring that sense of failure to the Lord mm-hmm. and let him reassure us as only the Holy Spirit can. The Holy Spirit knows us so well. He knows us individually and he knows what 
to say to us personally Mm -hmm. to help get us past that guilt and that blame and that sense of responsibility. So the best thing we can do in any of this in our in dealing with regrets and guilt or any of the uh, aspects of of healing from this is developing our relationship with the Lord, being able to hear him speak to us, knowing that he's a personal God, Mm -hmm. that he cares about us, that he knows us completely. He knew our children. Yes. And he knew what they were walking through. Mm -hmm. He knew what was coming for them. He knew them completely and entirely. And he also knows us. So, um, yeah, I was going to say earlier, go ahead, that God sent me that what Jeanette had said to me about my teaching, Mm -hmm. mom, you're not responsible for what you didn't know at the time. And that her words came back to help me after she was gone. And uh, see, that was the Lord preparing. That Mm -hmm. was the Lord preparing me ahead of time with those words. And if we look for it, we may be able to find those little Mm -hmm. breadcrumbs that God gave (laughs) us, that he provided for us to give us strength and hope um, and and help us through these things. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny you called them breadcrumbs. Did you know, because I know you don't always get to hear my podcast at this point. Did you know I did a podcast just a couple weeks ago on the breadcrumbs? Follow the breadcrumbs? (laughs) (laughs) No, I missed it. (laughs) <laughs> so it's funny you said that. So since you said that, I will put a link in the show notes to that episode. <laughs> Follow the breadcrumbs. God leaves us breadcrumbs. He really does. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he does. That's funny. So, well, I'm, I don't know if you've written about that, if I've read it in your writing somewhere. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think that was kind of a new thought. So that's okay. funny. <laughs> we're on the same Holy Spirit wavelength here, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> so and, and the thing that came to my mind as you were talking, we didn't fail. We did not right. fail. You mm-hmm. did everything you possibly could. You did everything you mm-hmm. knew to do. You did everything you could yes. do. And so because of that, you did not fail. You did not fail in saving or protecting your mm-hmm. child. Because if you could have, yes. you would have. And we have to realize we're not God. We're not mm-hmm. little gods, you know, mm-hmm. walking around here. We don't have all power. We don't right. have yes. all knowing. That's not on our shoulders oh, to that's think that we're yes. like God and we should that and we should have done something. Uh, we need to not think that because that's almost like putting ourselves in the place of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that we could have done something. Well, we couldn't. Mm. We did the best we could. Yep. Well, I do have one more comment, but I'm going to save that for after the birthday segment as I wrap up today's episode. I thought it was a good way to just totally end it. So Sarah, how can our listeners connect with you and maybe get your book, which I actually had the blessing of writing the forward to. So give us uh-huh. some information here. Um, footsteps of Hope milepost to guide your journey through the grief of childhood and it's available on amazon you can find it there and connecting with me if you want to put my email in your notes you can i can do that so Mm -hmm. i'll put uh, sarah's email in the show notes if you want to 
email her about something or ask her some questions, especially she's one that I sometimes I'll send moms her direction if they've lost their only child and they're just really struggling with that. I use Sarah as a resource for that. So um, anything that she's talked about, if you feel like you want to email her and ask her some questions, she'll, she'll write you right back. So I want to say thank you, Sarah. I think this has been really good. Thank um, you for inviting me. Oh yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Uh, so before we close our talk to each other, I'm going to throw something your way, and I don't think it'll throw you for a loop. Would you please pray for the listeners on this topic? Lord Jesus, I just ask that you would use these words that we've spoken, Laura and I, mm-hmm. to bring peace and comfort and help and hope to those who are struggling with this issue in particular of regrets and guilt and blame. Help them to know comfort them in this Lord, that they will know that they did not fail, that they didn't, there's nothing they could have done differently. It's just the way things happen, Lord, and you don't, didn't expect us to be superhuman and be able to do something. Um, You, you don't put that on us and we shouldn't put it on ourselves. I just pray for your peace to come upon people who are struggling with this. Walk them through that process, Lord, of um, overcoming this fear, guilt, uh, regret, whatever it is, Lord. Let your peace fill them in their heart. Let them know that you are good. Let them know that you are uh, trustworthy. They can come to you and you can help them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Well, I'll let you go and uh, we'll be in touch. I just want to say thank you to Sarah again. And I really hope that there were things in there that were helpful to you. In this same Facebook thread, one of the moms shared, I'm so sorry that we all share these horrible losses, but I'm thankful that we have a place to talk about it and about what might be helpful. And I mentioned that in the podcast as well. If you have not connected directly with us here at GPS Hope, Grieving Parents Sharing Hope, I want to make sure that you know some different ways you can do that. We have a public Facebook page. Just type in GPS Hope and it will come up. Everything on there, usually they're just daily graphics of encouragement. And anything that you post there, because it's public, can be seen by your family and friends. We also have a private Facebook page, which nobody can see anything that's in there unless you are in this group. And that's where today's episode came from, the the Facebook thread that we were talking about. All you have to do is look up When Tragedy Strikes. And that page was started based on one of the books I wrote. When you type that in, you'll see the GPS Hope logo and it'll say slash GPS Hope. And so ask to join that. There's going to be three questions. And we have to make sure that the people who come in our group belong in our group. And so if you don't answer those questions, you won't be accepted. So be sure you answer all three of those questions. And I will have links to both of those Facebook pages in the show notes. You can also join almost 2,000 other perievers who are getting a weekly word of hope. It comes out each Wednesday. I write it directly. It has a word of encouragement, a description, and a link to each week's podcast episode. 
and letting you know there's one thing in there letting you know or reminding you of one of our resources at GPS Hope. If you get on that list, you can unsubscribe anytime at the bottom. If you want to receive this weekly word of hope and be connected to us in that way, just go to gpshope.org hope. Also, directly on our website, which is gpshope.org, you can find out about our Hope and Healing Weekend Retreats, where we are in the nation with the Hope Mobile. Dave and I live full-time in a motorhome. We call it the Hope Mobile, and we love to meet up for a meal or coffee with our listeners as we travel. So wherever we are, so let us know if we're anywhere near you so that we can do a meetup with you. Seriously, we love to do that. On the website, you can find out more about Dave and myself personally. You can read Becca's story, find out about my books and other items. There's blogs. We have a free library with a lot of downloadable resources. There's The website has a lot of resources on it itself. So I hope I haven't overwhelmed you with all of this. As I said, links for each one of these will be in the show notes. I just wanted to give you different ways to connect with us. Let's go ahead and go on to our birthday segment. Amy Rebecca Wetmore was born on March 13th and is forever 30. Andrew Woolard was born on March 15th and is forever 23. Jeffrey Macedo was born on March 15th and is forever 18. Rowett Matthew was born on March 16th and is forever 23. Adam Block was born on March 16th and is forever 34. Tara Alua Shizoba was born on March 17th and is forever 7. Samuel Hines was born on March 19th and is also forever 7. We celebrate with each of these families the day these children came into the world. It is a very special day, and it always will be. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that. Just go to gpshope.org slash birthdays, fill out the form, submit the information, and be sure to fill out the pronunciation field if your child has a name that is often mispronounced, first name or last name, because I really want to say your child's name correctly so that you hear your child's name. I said that there is one more comment I wanted to share with you, and here it is. She said, I struggle with this a lot too. My 22-month-old died because MAC, which is rare. I knew something was off for about one and a half months, but I thought it was asthma-related to seasonal allergies. I always go back to, with the information I had at the time, I would have continued to make the same decision. I kept taking her to the doctor and they kept sending us away. At the time, I didn't have the information and I did all I could with what I knew. I just keep repeating that again and again. Sometimes it helps. Other times I have to let the feeling pass. Something Sarah shared in the Facebook thread that we've been talking about today that needs to be said here as we close is that you need to keep reminding yourself that you did your best. Your child's death is not your fault because that's the truth no matter what. I totally agree with that. You did the best you could with what you knew at the time. You did not know what you did not know. 
After all, as Becca's mom and how much I fiercely loved her, and I still do, if I could have done something more, I would have. And that is something I've learned to accept and not wallow in the guilt of what I could not do anything about. You can and you need to let yourself off the hook and release yourself of the guilt as well. It's a process. We have to do it over and over again. And if you keep it up, one day you will discover that it hardly ever causes that stabbing pain anymore. And as you aim yourself in that direction with the rest of us, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.